The Crowncast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everyone, and on today's episode of Things I Never Doubted for a Moment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is actually the Crowncast, and this is a post-react for Charlotte FC versus the meek and feeble, the very defeatable Chelsea Football Club. And uh, here to discuss uh, the uh, monstrous club that is Charlotte FC, play- playing this this team from across the sea that we have been so kind to allow to come here and play with us as ever is Justin. Hello, Justin. Hey, Logan. Yeah, these minnows of the Premier League. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I did have to look up and make sure they were actually a Premier League team. Yes. Uh, you know, never heard of them before. Uh, they only so finished third last season. Yeah, certainly not someone with the reputation or the fan base or the, <laughs> you know, just the atmosphere that, that a, a, a big club, you know, like Charlotte FC brings to the table. And I, I think we did roughly what we would have expected against a, you know, a smaller opposition. And uh, <laughs> we we got it done in the end. I mean, I do think that we can have some struggles. We can have some, some tough uh, conversations about whether we should have done it earlier, whether we... We did not. I'm just messing with you. We beat Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's let's level set for a second here. Okay. This is preseason for Chelsea. This is a friendly. No, the no, none entire of sides. The entire sides changed at halftime. We won because we managed a stoppage time second half equalizer, and for some reason, surprising, I think everyone, we decided to go to penalties. It surprised me. And I didn't know there were going to be penalties if we tied. Yeah, and then uh, uh, honestly, it was thrilling for me because I, I really dislike Connor Gallagher as a player. Uh, he played for Crystal Palace last season. It really made me happy that Connor Gallagher for Chelsea is the player who sends one of the worst penalty attempts I've ever seen yeah, straight I mean, at Pablo Cisniega. Even if Pablo Cisniega had dove, he may have had time to get up, have a cup of tea, walk back to the middle of the goal and still save it. Um, no, we, we are going to get into all of it. This is a post react. We have a format for post reacts and then probably in the second half of the post react we're going to throw the format out the window so we can just enjoy uh something really special uh justin yeah we're gonna go we're gonna we're, uh we beat a premier league side and we built beat one of the most feared premier league sides in the world nobody can take that away so we're no. definitely not doing never today um no. so uh go ahead would you give us your first crown for this i mean uh everyone like did i i was saying did i did i get you in a tongue twister or this is so difficult to to pick just one i mean i'm gonna give it because i think he was the threat of sort of the first half where we had more of the starters for chelsea on the pitch too but yordi reyna was threatening again and was threatening legitimately threatening against a premier league defense. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, he, he had 
the chance of the first half for Charlotte, especially in the curling shot, which is becoming his trademark, right? It's top of the 18, left-hand side of the, the attack, and he curls it for the for the far post, looking for that postage stamp. It's the same goal he almost scored uh, against Miami, then scored against Miami, and now he almost scored it again against Chelsea. So, uh, yeah, Yardi Arena. Uh, just, again, another exciting performance. One of those that I think... A little bit better link up this time than than some of the areas in the Miami match. So good on him. Yeah, I think he he deserves a shout out for the fact that he clearly has a weapon. And uh, you know, you've said it on previous podcasts. We we got the chance to talk to Adam Armor, fantastic uh, guy, fantastic to talk to. But one of the things he told us was that Jordi Reyna just has a ceiling that is, I mean. Uh, it's so far away you can't see it to most player. It's it, he genuinely could be just supernova, and I, I think it's coming true that he has a shot on him that is special, that is just different, and deserves to be respected by any defense, and is is deserving of our praise. Yep. Uh, I, I guess that means it's time for me to pop into my first crown uh i am gonna go with one that is a little unexpected i think for most people and that's gonna be kerwin vargas um kerwin vargas i don't think makes a huge impact on this game i do think he he makes some impact but one of the things that impressed us so much about kerwin vargas when he came in the first time is that he didn't care uh he 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 looks at any person and any team that is in front of him the exact same way. And that is, you're just another defense I'm planning on beating. And he looked at Chelsea Football Club. And there was no panic. There was no, oh, this team is bigger than me. There was nothing in that man's brain other than, I'm at work. I'm going to go to work. And he went to work on the right side of Chelsea's defense and caused them a lot of trouble, made them fight really hard against a very young man who who was in no way, shape, or form awed by the occasion. And I think there were a couple times in there where, you know, to sort of pile on the praise a little bit, he actually looked a bit more ready and, you know, mentally adult than some of the older players you know we saw joseph mora come on and there was a moment uh and i can't pin it exactly but i remember thinking that uh, the ball sort of pings out to joseph mora and joseph mora has like a six yard pass to play to kerwin vargas and he misplaces it pretty badly and kerwin vargas has to like sprint to the touchline to keep it from going out with pressure on his back and he gets the ball and he keeps it under control he doesn't let it go out. He doesn't let it get taken from him. He passes it very calmly back to Joseph Mora and almost looks at Joseph Mora and goes, chill, man. It's just football. We know how to do this. And there was just this moment of like, Kerwin Vargas is looking at a, I mean, what is Joseph Mora? Uh, 34, something like that. Um, Looking at an elder statesman of this team and being like, don't worry, man, I'm here. I got you. Calm down. Uh, uh, so uh, for all of that stuff, Kerwin Vargas, what a performance. Well done. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I got to say 
they were second half players, uh, but but Vargas and Mackenzie Gaines also showed like they have Premier League speed. They were beating men uh, for for Chelsea up those wings in the second half. Mm. Um, I I think we can move on. I think I've waxed lyrical enough. Do yeah. we want to go into your next your next crown? Yeah, I, I mean, this is somebody that has been crowned a lot. I think that that when we get to the end of the year and talk about player of the season for for Charlotte FC. This has got to be one of the top names uh, on the list. But Guzman Carujo, you know, we talked about Jordi Reyna stepping out there and looking like, you know, he, he deserved to be out there against Premier League uh, defenders. Guzman Carujo looked like he deserved to be out there against Premier League attackers. He he positioned cleanly. Uh, you know, I messaged you. You were at the match. I was watching at home. Uh, but uh, I messaged you while the match was going on that – I mean, some of these tackles he didn't go into looking like it was an international friendly and and you know a warm up match for Chelsea yeah. and oh yeah everything he, he was going he, he he went in the way Guzman Carujo goes in, uh, clean, firm, and uh, with a reminder to the the player that he tackles if you come back you're going to get another, and they tend not to come back too much. No, they uh, do not. Uh, you know, one of the things that not to to cut you off actually, if you want to tag anything on there before i jump in oh i mean just uh, you know again in terms of who showed up in, in and i think looked the best not necessarily outperformed their own capabilities but who looked the best against chelsea i think you got to say guzman carujo absolutely did yeah one of the things that you know i discussed with you off mic is there were a lot of players who stepped up and took it to chelsea uh, I think there was one player on the field who looked like he just belonged in that space. And yeah. that was Guzman Carujo. I think you could maybe argue that Christian Kalina looked like, you know, he he was deserving of playing on the same field as one of the best teams in the world. Um, but Guzman Carujo didn't look like he had to find another gear to to really be an effective, dangerous defender against uh, Chelsea's attack and they started respecting him by the end of the second half. Uh, and I don't think you can come away with a higher crown than, you know, one of arguably the best football teams in the world inside of one half of football having to say, ooh, maybe maybe that guy's not where we're going to get our joy. Let's, let's give him space, right? Uh, really, really special yeah. from so Macruo. So real quick, I do want to address the fact that that the ball does come off of Guzman Carujo for the one goal Chelsea got. It's kind of a freak ricochet, and it's it's just bad luck that Christian Pulisic is where he is when he is to -hmm. collect that. The the one thing I'll say about that is, you know, if you get a chance to rewatch that particular highlight, one thing I did find a little odd is Guzman Carujo is drifting in almost like a sweeper position rather than on the defensive line. And that's what does allow Christian Pulisic to stay onside uh, off the deflection. I don't think it's a major issue or anything like that, but uh, you know, it's something that I'd, I'd referenced sort of, you know, going in that there was maybe a little tiny sliver of fault that you could put at Guzman Cruz's feet. I don't think it outshines the rest of the actual defending he did that, a fluke event that he has like 5% responsibility for turned into a goal for Chelsea, but it's there. Uh, you know, I think it's fair of you to call that out. 
Um, I also think it's fair that anyone who wants to address the hate mail address it to Justin <laughs> at uh, no. Uh, the, the truth is, you know, we're right. Ultimately, even though this is a post react and we're we are in it right now, we do uh, try to address these players in the most honest and real way we can. And there is maybe a five percent there that we can call out. But I am going to jump to my next crown, and uh, my next crown is going to be a very young man by the name of Brian Romero. And uh, he came on today with like three minutes left in the game. And it was clear uh, a 16 year old kid came on and, and, and it was clear that this was a bit of a publicity stunt, right? Like, Hey, you've earned it, man. You've been working hard. Here's a, uh, hopefully not the only time in your life, but here's a chance in your life to go out and be on the same field as Chelsea Football Club. And he went out there and he busted his butt and he, again, did not step back. He said, I don't care who it is. I want to make my time here worth something. And he takes two Premier League defenders and he uses that speed he has and he forces one of them to panic. And one of them panics and they throw an arm up and it is absolutely a handball. It is a handball earned by Romero. It is, you know, he chased down a ball that 99% of people would have said was pointless. And he chased it down and he said, I don't care. Something good could come from this. And he went and he fought and he got a victory and that victory ultimately leads to the victory of Charlotte FC. It does not happen without that 16-year-old kid. And that is an example of being given a chance and being given a bit of time. And maybe no one expects anything of you. And you go out there and you surprise them. And you stamp your name on something special. Brian Romero. Yeah, I, I don't know. In three, four years, maybe you still play for Chelsea or you still play for Charlotte FC. And I hope I get to give you many more crowns. But now I get to give you one. Justin, is there anything you want to tack onto this? Yeah, I mean, I just want to call out, you know, this is literally the first time this kid has seen the pitch for Charlotte FC this season. Um, I don't know if this is a, a matter of Latanzio liking to bring up the young guys or what. Uh, it, Romero is... I, I mean, I was surprised. I had to do some research on him when I saw his name on the team sheet because we haven't seen him uh, yet this season. But, you know, like you said, he's a 16-year-old. He has been called up to the uh, U.S. youth national team, the under-17s. So, you know, there is some recognition of his degree of skill uh, within that U.S. men's national team, you know, the U.S. soccer structure. Um, hopefully he continues to to get those opportunities uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, Adam Armour uh, Armor was also called up in that same sort of space a few years ago. Uh, now we're seeing Brian Romero go there. It's a good sign. You know, it's a good sign that Charlotte FC has maybe the scouting department and everything to find that type of youth talent. Um, he looks positive. He looks to to have a lot of that, you know, youthful confidence and everything. I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful that he gets more opportunities, you know. Later in the squad, it's disappointing, I think, that we don't see a few more USL uh, or US Open Cup matches this season or something else like that, uh, where players like Brian Romero could have could have maybe had some more minutes. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think we're going to take it uh, into a slightly different direction and we're going to spitball here just a little bit. I know we say we're not going to do this, but we beat a Premier League team and by darn it, we're going to have some fun with it. Justin, uh, I have something that I want to share with you. Are, are you ready for this? All right. I'm going to shoot you a couple names. Uh, Christian Pulisic. Right. <laughs> Hakeem Zayich. I'm not. I'm definitely not saying that one right. Uh, apologies there. Marcus Alonso. Right. Mateo Kovacic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm going through these here. Uh, Jorginho. Callum Hudson-Odoi. Tiago Silva. Reese James. Connor Gallagher. Raheem Sterling, Mason Mount, Ben Chilwell, Kai Havertz. These world-class, headline-making names now join the list of uh, footballers who have fallen in battle to the mighty Charlotte (laughs) FC. Uh, I I mean, it's true. You know... For those who didn't get a chance to see the match, we we do need to mention this was one one. Uh, Christian Pulisic scored in about the thirtieth minute off of a ricochet in the the second half stoppage time. Brian Romero wins a penalty. Daniel Rios slots it. For some reason, we don't know why they decided to go to penalties. Uh, all five of our penalty takers, including uh, Christian McCoon, <laughs> including uh, Christian McCoon, who, who slots his home. Took a great penalty. I got to admit it. I've I've slated the guy for a lot of stuff, but he took a great penalty. Uh, Daniel Rios, Kamil Yazwiak, Anton Wax, uh, uh, and um, Joseph Mora uh, all slot their penalties home. Uh, and all it takes when five of our score is one of theirs to miss. And Connor Gallagher, like we said, dinked one straight at the keeper. Easiest thing in the world to save. And so we win. We win this uh, exhibition Mid-season for us, preseason for Chelsea match. Um, and and, and it's, it's a really special thing, isn't it? And yeah, so I mean, like, y- you know, there are a lot of teams. Uh, your Arsenal are are here uh, in the U.S. right now. Uh, you had a chance to see them play in, in Baltimore and mm-hmm. win, what, 3-1? Three, 2-0 three two, two two over uh, Everton. And they played again tonight in Orlando, one three one against Orlando. Oh, they won. Barcelona. No, I didn't actually know that. Please continue. Yeah, Barcelona played last night against the Inter Miami side that we played this past weekend and beat them six nil. And so, when you talk about the squads, this Chelsea squad beat Club America, one of the the better Mexican sides, uh, this past weekend as well. Um, when you talk about squads it, during this preseason tour between Mexican teams and, and U.S. teams, MLS squads that have beaten their European opponents, I, I mean, it's us. And I think that's it. It's us. It is, it is the mighty Charlotte FC. That's what it is. And, you know, I, I, have, I have a half dozen things that I, I wish I could say. I, I'm going to get a couple of them out here. Uh, first and foremost, I, I want to shout out Brandon uh, from the Min City Collective. Uh, found out that it was my birthday this week and managed to get a very large portion of the supporter section at the game singing happy birthday to me. Uh, so having that experience while also watching my club beat Chelsea. Yeah, you know what? Little uh, 
big thank you there, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. The atmosphere in the stadium, absolutely electric. I mean, just uh, another one of those games where you just wonder how how the fans, how the team, how the place can just keep bringing it, and they just keep bringing it. And I, I don't, I don't think I have a better way to say it than that. Was it as clear to you on the TV as it was to us? Just the chaos raining through that oh, stadium. Yeah. I mean, it looked packed. I mean, there were a fair number of what appeared to be Chelsea jerseys in the crowd too. Um, but you know, that's, that's to be expected. It is perfectly reasonable. And I know many listeners out there uh, know this because they, they are the same way to support Charlotte FC and also support a premier league side. Mm -hmm. Um, both, both of the hosts of this show do it, uh, different clubs in the premier league and neither of us support Chelsea, but sure. There's going to be overlap. It's, but, but it gets butts in seats. Uh, which is the the goal, and you can be excited for both teams if you support both teams, because at the end of the day, the only stakes are a little bit of bragging rights. It's awesome that we earn those bragging rights. I was fully prepared for us not to. I don't really like. Oh, I love yeah. that we won, but I was not going to be upset with the loss. Uh, I want to be perfectly clear. We have been joking on this podcast for months about the fact that Chelsea would come in here and we would put them to the sword. Nobody really expected that. Uh, no. Hey, this is remarkable. I mean, yes, all of the caveats are in place. Yes, Chelsea wasn't going to, you know, absolutely go out there and play their their specialized, we are putting our best team on the field and we're using our unique playmaking to, to cut you open. Yes, this is preseason for them. Yes, all of those caveats don't matter at all. We beat Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, is there anything you want to tack on to that, Justin? No, I mean, you know, I think the biggest takeaway that I have from this, honestly, is it's two. A, I am incredibly thankful that we got out of this without any major injuries. We got minutes for a lot of different people and maybe not too many minutes for anybody because don't forget we have Toronto on Saturday and we have to like that's when it matters again we've got to get those wins those are the ones that are important yeah and be friendly like honestly if we just played against MLS sides the way we did against Chelsea we'd probably win more matches they looked like they were having some fun out there you know, they were throwing stuff forward in the attack and, and sometimes we just need to do a little bit more of that in the league. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do think that there is a little bit of chaos element to this. You know, we, we put out two very different teams in each half that I think were both kind of organized to be roughly equally strong. I think the team in the first half was slightly stronger than the team in the second half, but I think there are a lot of counter counter arguments against that. Um, I am sure that Andre Shinshiki uh, would not agree with me in that statement because he was out there trying to be as dangerous as he possibly could. Uh, and succeeding. And succeeding, yeah. I mean, he he put in a, a great shift today. It, it, all, all the caveats in place, uh, I, I think this was just yeah. a great night for Charlotte FC. I do think that we are starting to uh, be a bit recursive and we are spiraling down the we're just football oh. fans. Uh, I, I have another, I have another quick point. Uh, I, I think what we have to do in the future 
is put George Marks in goal whenever Christian McCoon needs to come on because Marks makes a great save on a Christian McCoon deflection that was going in. You know what? Christian McCoon got us the, he, he took his, he, he scored PK. us the penalty, but let's, he let's, did Christian let's McCoon give things the guy too. a win. Uh, we are, we are going to start a wrap up. Uh, your please wrap it all up for us. Justin, two sentences, take us home. I, we beat Chelsea. <laughs> you don't have to say anything else. We beat Chelsea. We beat Chelsea, and you do not have to say anything else. Ladies and gentlemen, as ever, we hope you are out there partying and enjoying a fantastic night in our beautiful city of Charlotte. And uh, we will talk to you again after we go take our next three points from Toronto. Goodbye. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.